When the did, face you make every time we get toward the end of the team, it builds always up. Spread, you're like, oh, I'm gonna break. I'm yeah. gonna make noise during the intro. I and don't want to. Uh, every but, uh, time, <laughs> I, I, you know, I want to stay silent during. It. It's like I think it's a good theme. I think we found a good pick for that. Yeah, no, I think, I think it sounds very. <laughs> I don't uh, want to interrupt it. Classically creepy. I I, I agree. Like it. Yeah, perfect for perfect the show. Perfect for our just like show. us. I'm classical and you're creepy. <laughs> no, <Okay. laughs> but in real life, we're actually swap. I'm just kidding. No, oh, go, whatever. Uh, I'm Ian and I'm Jay, and this is another episode of Historical and Mysterious with Ian and Jay. That Thank is you. who we yeah, are. Yeah, no, that's we already said. I that think it's important. Anyway, where <laughs> each week we discuss something about history and, and something a mystery and a mystery. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, how was your week this week, Jay? Long, long. Oh, today's the day only day off I have, and then I keep working. I'm and yeah, sorry. so it's just been a good amount of work, but it's fine because the paycheck's gonna be fantastic. Well, you're very lucky because I don't have a job at all, right? That's now, right. So. That's right. I'm very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> After working a 10-hour day, I am I, so I'm lucky. I'm so thankful. But so how, how's your week going? Good. Good. It's, it's going good. You know, still on the job hunt. You know, still hopeful for that. Still you know, looking working on this show and for everything. For the one. The one job. Yeah. The, the one. Maybe two. If I yeah. Yeah. But, uh, job slut. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> It's one all the jobs. It's fine. One all the if I if I can do it, yeah. yeah I don't know if well. I can, but I'll try. <laughs> and uh, no, actually, I went out with some friends uh, earlier this week. Nice. Uh, it was actually last weekend, and uh, there's this guy who is a friend of one of my friends. I see. Who like they're really close and stuff, and he's also gay. So. And I kind of have been getting this hint the past couple weeks. Every time we're kind of in the same vicinity, like, oh, have you guys met? Or like, oh, do you know him? And like, very vague, though. And I'm like, so clearly you're trying to orchestrate a situation. Which, by the way, ladies, straight ladies, stop doing that. Uh, I'm here to tell you. Wait, aren't you guys both gay? Doesn't that, what? No, it's not even, but it's not even that anymore, I don't think. I think it's evolved from the, oh, I just, I thought you were both gay, so I thought, I think it's evolved from that. I think it's evolved into a further development of like, oh, are you aware of the presence of this guy at all? And it's like, no, we all have grinder. I know, uh, like, you know, depending on who you talk town, to, yeah. depending on how you talk, oh yeah, I fucked him last week. You know, I just, <laughs> like, we know, it's casual. we know, yeah. ladies, <laughs> we know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, sorry. No, I mean, we appreciate the gesture. You're being very kind. You, know, you don't want us to be lonely. You care about us. We're your, your, your homies, your, your gay homies, gay homies, uh, gomies. Ah! Oh, gomies. <laughs> but, um, you know, just, just, I to, mean, you know, you know, cool it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You get so excited sometimes it. when you see, <laughs> what do you think? I, I, I know. Yeah, thank you. All right. Sorry. I went off on a tangent. Anyway, so. This man. There's this guy there. So we go out that evening, and first I go with Kristen, who's a girl that is a bartender at the bar I frequent here at Pullman. Shout out. Uh, Rico's. Woo-hoo. Oh, got free press. They're not even paying us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we were then met up with uh, the rest of the group, and this guy was included, you know, his yeah. friend of Danny's, who also is sh- Danny, who's a oh, girl. She's yeah. also a bartender at Rico's. And we all went to another place called Etsy upstairs. It's kind of like the fancy hoity-tooity highfalutin oh, yeah. place like, in the town. It's the place you dance. You know, it's about it's... as cosmetop- 
cosmopolitan as this town gets. Yeah, exactly. You know, is when you go to Etsy. You know. <laughs> uh, where... Expensive drinks are there, bar... Though has the most expensive drinks and where I can wear a mini dress on January 2nd so I can constantly be oh, freezing because I forgot my coat Dev because Etsy. I'm 22. <laughs> Etsy. That's the bar. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so. That sums it up perfectly too. My yeah, goodness. I know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, New Year's Eve at that bar is crazy. But anyway, we all go there and he's very um, forward. Oh. No, forward, direct. Forward. You know, I think just because you know, we were both hanging out all in the same group, and exactly. you know, he approached me, which is fine. You know, I don't mind people approaching me. I would like be. I would like more people to yeah. approach me. <laughs> but it's just the way you do it. You know, he's very um, aggressive at first, but not in a charming way. Like and the overly confident douchey. Yeah, way. and he even and he's the kind of guy that like if he notices he may have overstepped, he doesn't go, oh, sorry. You know, it's more yeah. like, oh, sorry, I'm an asshole. You know, that Ooh, kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. A real gem. And then right there, I'm like, wah, wah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it would be more on metal to be he assholes. He did this thing. Exactly. Like, oh, like, I'm an oh, asshole. Oh, excuse me. Can you get the metal? Uh, but <laughs> oh, they, oh. there was this one point where I'm like leaning up against this counter with a drink near the dance floor yeah. and every, you know, most everybody else is dancing, but I don't feel like dancing. It's not that I won't dance. I just, in that moment, uh-uh. I don't feel like dancing, no. not leaning to the yeah. music, you, you know, have the whatever. Right yeah. Mindset. And I, I haven't had enough drinks. Exactly. I was on my leg. I was nursing my second sober. drink. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh. You know, this guy comes up like, everybody's dancing. And, you know, he badgered me several times to dance. And it's like, oh, okay, whatever, you know. And I got on my phone. Yeah. And then, you know, he said, oh, get off grinder," You know, which I'm like, ha-ha. You know, he says, oh, you, you suck dick, but you don't dance. Ha-ha, you know. and Oh, which <laughs> You know, I mean, fine, whatever. I could take a joke. I've made dick jokes about myself, too. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's just, just like, like straight out of the gate After like a while, that, it's like, yeah. Ooh, did you just... think that was funny? Anyway. Uh, and then there was another point where even after that, I was leaning up against the same counter, and he put... He's, like, significantly taller than me. Yeah. This guy's, like, nine foot three. Oh, wow. And he put both of his hands on either side oh, of me God. on the counter, kind of, like, caging me yeah. in a little bit. Not, like, super close, but, I mean, you know, you have to be close his just to do that, you know? So, yeah. And, you know, he's all like, hey, why aren't you dancing? Blah, 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 get in my face, and kind of, you know, being more aggressive. And I just kind of, like... Oh, God. The got real types. tired of it. I went to the bar, got two more shots of tequila, and then I walked home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's annoying as hell. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's, he's no, he's no, I kind of like, felt bad for ditching the group, but at the same time, I did text Kristen, and I let like, her know that I left. And just, That I dude's mean, an asshole. You, yeah, why are you, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, his self-awareness just doesn't seem to be present in the situation at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Not oh. very good, man. Douchey. Well, so I guess no love connection there. And no, no love. No love whatsoever. (laughs) No love for that It was another instance where it's all like, oh, wow, you know, it's it's not just straight men that do it to women, you know, it's just men in general. Men Men do it to men, men do it to women, you know, it doesn't really matter if they're going straight. It's the cockiness, yeah. Yeah, it's that, I'm a guy, I want that, I'm gonna, you know. (laughs) Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. That's... I don't know if it was like that, though. I don't know. No, Buffalo But... Oh, Okay. But damn, yep, that's annoying yeah. as hell. That ruins the night real quick. 
Yeah, but anyway, it, I mean, not that it was like you know the hugest travesty ever. It was just something. But that you stuck go out, out and mind, you want to have a good and night. And I'm like, ooh, and you I know jackass. that I don't like it. And yeah. as much as I see him occasionally around town, you know, it's like, ooh, I know I don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> ooh, you're a douchebag. <laughs> I mean, I don't like cross the street to avoid him or anything, but at the same time, I'm not gonna like stop and talk. To Say him. hi. So enough droning on about my failed, hey, you know, potential prospects That's- or whatever. Some how people are into it. <laughs> what's an experience of your week? You had a ten hour work day, you worked yeah, a lot. Ten hour work day, worked a ton. I'm just realizing that I'm like with all this like all that I'm working, it's just like I need to plan my schedules a lot better. <laughs> Cause it's like <laughs> when I have the one day off, I'm like, Yeah, I'm off Thursday, I'll tell people. And then But then you wanna spend the day like it's your one day off, you wanna don't do anything. I don't wanna do anything. And then it's like I tell everyone that I'm off Thursday and it's just like, oh damn, then I have to do things Thursday. Yeah. It's just like uh, so I have to like find a better way to schedule. And your things. only day off, so it's the only day to do the show. Exactly. And well, I mean, I don't mind to that. <laughs> I don't mind doing the show at all. I really enjoy this. I learned learning about. Like, oh well, I hope not. Um, well, thank you so much. Oh, I actually, hated it this entire <laughs> oh, time. Christ, if I'm yeah. actually being you know, honest, when we get a development deal, I'm buying my way out of this business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what half that hundred, even means or how you. I don't do know that. how would I just buy out put of it. Those yeah. terms together. It and seemed businessy. Seemed bitchy thing for you to do. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my week's been good. It's just busy. busy. Awesome. Cool. Well, as I said earlier, this is uh, another episode of Historical and Mysterious. With uh, Ian and Jay. With Ian and Jay. Yes. You gotta being, have that. You being Jay. Oh, gosh. You need to. <laughs> who, who? You know, I'm not I'm not trademarking the Ian and Jay part because what if I decide to change my co-host? Oh, damn. Then our living situation would be awkward as hell. For a while. For a while. Then, then for a while. I can wait it out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I feel so oh, replaceable. Damn. Oh, no, no. Y- you are. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, no. Uh, but I wouldn't fuck have myself. any. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, know, so. Sleep. Since the first part is historical. Yes. Histories. And I am Histories this week. You will go first. I'm going to tell you this uh, evening, today, or morning, or whenever you're listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> about um, well, the Byzantine Emperor Justin uh, Justin II. I said I Justin II. Trude- I thought you were going to say Justin Trudeau. I'm like, Justin wow. Trudeau. Ooh, that's a hot He's Byzantine a vampire. Emperor. He has to be. Ooh. If he's alive for that long. And this hot. I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> I want his DNA inside me. Anyway, oh. uh, but I, I, by the way, I almost said Justin too. Justin, <laughs> like he's a, the sequel. It's a Emperor. sequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just not as good as the first, <laughs> but you know, but eh, still you know. there at times. And you know, once I'm done telling the story, you'll actually be like, "Oh, well, that's actually he is a Justin too." <laughs> so <laughs> Justin the second, who is actually also famous for going a little crazy, but we'll get into Ooh. that. Uh, his reign was from the 15th of November. I, All right. Uh, at 5.02 a.m. No, I don't know that part. <laughs> At, uh, in uh, 565 oh. to 574. Okay. And his predecessor was Justinian I. Not, not Justin, Justinian. Justinian. Two different... Okay. <laughs> uh, and then his successor was Tiberius II uh, of Constantine. I like how everything was Justin-ish, and then there's this guy. I know. Right? I, I, I like, we need a change. A, I want it to be an empire of high school surfers or something. <laughs> High school skateboarders. High school you know? skateboarders. I think yeah. every Justin I've ever met. Has Circa been like a... 2007, 2008. Very emo. <laughs> not quite hipster yet. Anyway. But... <laughs> All right. So he was born in uh, 520. Okay. Died in uh, 578 on Rip. the 5th of October. 
at the age of 58. All right. Which back then I imagine. I mean, that's pretty good, I feel like. Old, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after 32, you're fucking just, I mean. You're old as shit at that point. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know when you're going to go. You're fucking welcome. Uh, (laughs) The dynasty that he was a part of was known, of course, as the Justinian dynasty. Imagine that. His father was uh, Dulcidio or uh, Dulcissimus. Wait, Dulcissimus. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a Greek and god. His mother, oh, yeah. Roman <laughs> god. Yeah. Uh, m- and his mother was Vigilantia. And uh, he just. I love these names. Oh, oh, w- w- listen. Uh, Justin II was an Eastern, uh, Eastern Roman Empire from 565 to 574, like I said. And he was the husband of Sophia and the nephew, nephew of Justinian I. Uh, okay. And Sophia was also like a famous empress at this time while she was married and to him and after he died and stuff. Um, and also the nephew of uh, the empress Theodora, Justinian I's wife as well. And she played a huge role in getting him to be emperor after Justinian I. Okay. Uh, and so... His accession, basically, there's not much I could find about his childhood specifically, okay. just, like, the people he came from and just vague details, so I just, you know, yeah. he's born here, whatever. Who knows? But regarding his ascen- uh, his accession, uh, Justinian uh, I died on the night of 14th or 15th of November in 565, uh, and uh, Cal- Callinicus. Cal- uh, Oh, no, Callinicus, <laughs> who uh, was person at court, okay. uh, seems to have been the only witness to his dying moments, and later claimed that Justinian had designated Justin, uh, Vigilantia's son, quote, as his Beth Dead. As his Beth Dead. That should be the title of this episode. As, <laughs> that's, that's Deadpool sequel, <laughs> not, not Justin 2. Anyway, Beth Dead. Uh, uh, Beth Dead. <laughs> Beth. Beth. She's fucking dead. <laughs> Rip um, <off>. All right. <laughs> all right. This is just word association now. Um, but but basically he's saying, oh, uh, Vigilantia's son, Justin, Justin too, <laughs> uh, that was his deathbed decision okay. to have him be the heir since he didn't have any like next actual heirs. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but clarification was needed because there was a, another nephew and he just said, uh, Justin apparently like apparently there was another Justin who was also in, this in family? like oh damn everybody was fucking Justin it's like how <laughs> everybody still today are named I mean, Justin it's I like, feel like you I've know been, you mean a lot of Justin it's like today. how everybody was named Britney in the late 80s and early 90s yeah know? like but it just never died it just kept going just fucking Justin, Justin you know how many line. famous Justins there are today damn I mean, Timberlake Bieber why is that uh, the name Trudeau. that outlived all the others uh like, we never see anyone named, like, Norma or anything nowadays. Well, no. Those or, are, no. Or what's another, like, old name that's never used Ethel? anymore? Ethel? Ethel, yes. Bertha? But Justin is just the hip name of all time. Well, it's in the Bible. No. <laughs> Why am I a I was New like, Jersey oh, yes, the story of Justin. Well, it's in the Bible. <laughs> no. All right. Um, so... Uh, but, so, as I said, clarification was needed, because there was also Justin, son of Germanus, uh, and uh, modern historians suspect, though, that uh, Callinicus may have fabricated the last words of Justinian to secure the succession for his political allies. That's some House of Cards shit. All right. Uh, well, I mean, oh, and there's going to 
it'll get house of cards real oh, fast. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and I also did some research. I found this second thing. This is where it gets interesting about his uh, ascension, pretty much. The two Justins had made a gentleman's agreement. Basically, Justin II and Justin uh, Germanus. That's what I'm going to call him. Justin II and Justin Germanus. <laughs> I got it. Uh, so the two Justins, before he died, uh, before Justinian the first died... Uh, had a gentleman's agreement that whoever became emperor uh, assign his namesake second place in honor. Uh, thus, when Justin, uh, you know, the Justin II became emperor, he recalled uh, the other Justin and received him, you know, very well and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he withdrew his bodyguard and refused him access to himself, and he finally uh, sent him to Alexandria, where he was murdered in his bed. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So sleep, even though he I was assume. already emperor, like, he was still a competitor in a way. Like, yeah. Like, even though it's like, oh, okay, fine, you be emperor, we'll just say that. It's a temp And thing. then he can go gather for. I guess yeah. the threat was, like, he could gather forces elsewhere exactly. and then challenge his claim yeah. to the throne. So you just, oh, I'll send you to Alexandria with a commissioner or whatever. Good luck. Yeah. And then have him, yeah. And then murder. So, uh... Basically, this report continued that Justin II and Empress Sophia, his wife, uh, wanted to see the head of Justin, uh, Justin Germanus, son of yeah. Germanus, and uh, after his murder, it was brought to them, and apparently, like, they kicked it around like a super, uh, like, like a Super Bowl? A soccer ball. <laughs> Got wow. <it>. Why <laughs> do I have a podcast? <laughs> uh, but Sophia was blamed, um, uh, even though that... Uh, John of Piccolo, who was in Constantinople at the time, Constantinople at the time, and would have known the rumors of the day, reported that Justin was killed in Alexandria by a faction loyal to Sophia. So that's how come people kind of, yeah, like, they you, just, you know, you're the cause of this. You know, they blamed her. Yeah. yeah. Oh damn. So oh yeah yeah yeah. The empresses play a role in this too. Uh, Theodora, um, just Justin II's aunt, the former empress or dowager empress or whatever. Yeah. Uh, played a role he, she she did not not like justin germanus she i was not germanus. a fan she no. wanted justin so she kind of well also she was more closely connected family-wise and politically to justin too so, so she kind of maneuvered yeah. to have him yeah anyway so that's just separate research i did and uh in any case uh Kalinicus, uh started alerting those most interested in the succession originally uh various members of the byzantine senate basically uh they Told everybody first and else first, and then they told Justin uh, and Vigilantia uh, and offered them the throne at the same, like, okay, right yeah. there and then. And, you know, apparently it was tradition back then when that happened that, like, and they knew and the plan was for him to be emperor. He had to be like, oh, no, and I even wrote here, like, there was a, a traditional token show of reluctance. And in parentheses, I put, uh, in all caps, no, I can't, stop it. <laughs> so basically like he had to be all like now, no. now you we're offering you to be our leader no no i can't no all right i'll, I'll take it yeah sure uh, <laughs> and uh with his wife sophia he was escorted to the great palace of constantinople okay. uh where the uh exubitors uh e-x-c-u-b-i-t-o-r-s which i looked up on its own because i was curious what the fuck that yeah meant, uh were basically uh, the Byzantine Imperial Guards since 460. Okay, they were the bodyguards, yeah. basically. So, well, yeah, Imperial Guards. So, like, high-end, important uh, guards. And they dogs. stood outside the doors of the Late. palace and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So they blocked the entrances during the night and in the early morning, uh, John Scholact uh, Scholasticus, uh, Patriarch of Constantinople, crowned the new Augustus, meaning the emperor, okay. I, I guess, because it's new. that's referenced as that several times in my research and All right. in my copy and pastings. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, only then uh, was the death of Justinian and the succession of Justin publicly announced in the Hippodrome of Constantinople. And the Hippodrome okay. is that famous building with the big open circle. Ah, uh, yes. I, I assume. I, I actually didn't look that up. <laughs> And it's but like it seems underlined right. as a link, so I could have. But it I seems didn't. right. Uh, both the patriarch and Tiberius, I mentioned him earlier, his successor, oh, yeah. uh, commander of the Exubiters, there's that word again, had been recently appointed with Justin having played a part in their respective appointments. So basically, you know, it's like I'll scratch your back, I'm, you know, put people yeah. in certain places and stuff and keep certain things in place. Okay. Um, and. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, okay, so apparently, like, uh, he was very, you know, tolerant when it came to his religious views, and very early, like, within, within the first few days, apparently, of his reign, okay. uh, he administered, you know, uh, you know, lots of justice and, and, you know, justices in person and stuff, I guess, you know. Okay. Administered justice in person. I guess he took a more hands-on approach to dealing with things, I guess. Okay, so he uh, he proclaimed universal religious toleration. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... Well, well, uh, let's... And I didn't really... I could have done more research on the religious portion, but I wasn't as interested in that. Um, but I, oh. I think that that's to a to an extent. Like it's not religious. Probably. What religious toleration meant back then? Yeah, exactly. Back probably. when you know you're Muslim, I'm gonna cut your head off. Back in those days, so yeah. it's like, oh, like I won't cut your head off, but you can. <laughs> but you can do this like behind closed door, or like something like that. I don't maybe. know. Yeah, I guess I don't know. That's just what I infer from it. I mean, probably. Uh, blah blah blah. Foreign policy. Okay, so foreign policy. So. The empire, which Justin II inherited, expanded greatly as a result of Justinian I's uh, policy of reconquest. Okay. And this is, like, just to give you a scale of, like, where the Byzantine Empire was and, like, just all of what it encompassed by the time he got it. Uh, Byzantium held the western part of Armenia uh, and the frontier with Persia and ran between the imperial fortress of Duras and uh, Nisibis. Oh. Uh, which was under Persian control. It embraced the Negev Desert, the Sinai Peninsula, Egypt, south to the Philae, or Philae, uh, at the first cataract, uh, and North Africa, as far west as Mauritania. Uh, Septimum, uh, and Tangiers, in parentheses, uh, was Byzantine, and across the Strait of Gibraltar in Spain. Uh, the area around Malaga and Cartagena was under imperial control, uh, as well as the Balearic Islands, Sardinia and Corsica, Malta and Sicily, and nearly all of present-day Italy. In the Balkans, there were still no permanent Slavic settlements south of the Danube. Uh, the Byzantine grip on the Danube frontier was still firm, but north of it were Slavs, uh, Gepids, and Lombards. And in 558, the Avars, newly arrived from uh, Russian uh, steppe, once they uh, once they had been ousted from former subjects. Okay. Yeah. 
So basically, that's just to like give you an idea of like just the total area. Yeah, I'm like going down a list of yeah, like the different all the places yeah, it was covering. Different. So it seemed pretty expensive. Yeah. So, uh, but Justin II was known to be very, very proud and confident of character, and so he was. But he was also faced with an empty treasury because. Um, Justinian the first part of the reason he secured the reconquest of all these places and also staved off you know the forces of Persia and yeah. uh, you know other places in Europe was because you know he gave them subsidies I see and basically when Justin the second took over he's like oh shit and we have nothing in the bank because you pay everybody subsidies uh -oh. but that's also kind of what kept the empire together Still, yeah go so uh, but he basically discontinued uh, the practice of buying off potential enemies. Oh, I see. That's basically what he yeah. was doing. Uh, and immediately after his, acet his accession, uh, Justin halted the payment of subsidies to the Avars, uh, ending a truce that existed since 1558. Uh, after the Avars and the neighboring tribe of the Lombards had combined to destroy the Gepids, or Jepids, or however you say that, I'm going to say Gepids. Uh, Gabidios, no. uh, from whom Justin had obtained the Danube fortress of uh, Sirmium. Avar pressure caused the Lombards to migrate west, and in 568, they invaded Italy under King Albion. Okay. Or Al... Is it Albion or Al... Alboin? I think it's Albion. Albion. Oh, wait. Al it's How's it spelled? A-L-B-O-I-N, so it's Alboin. Alboin. <laughs> it's like Alcoin, but with a B. So ah, Alboin. Uh, <laughs> they quickly overran the Po Valley, and within a few years, they had made themselves masters of nearly the entire country. Wow. Uh, the Avars themselves crossed the Danube in 573 or 574, uh, when the empire's attention was distracted by troubles on the Persian front. Uh, there were only they were only placated by the payment of a subsidy of sixty thousand silver pieces by Justin's successor Tiberius. Uh, I there's not a inflation calculator for back then, what? but I imagine sixty thousand silver pieces was quite a bit. Was yeah, like like can you go away now? <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be as soon as and possible. And they're like, fine. <laughs> um. The north and east frontiers were the main focus of uh, Justin's attention. In 572, his refusal to pay tribute to the Persians in combination with overtures to the Turks led to a war with the Sassanid Empire. After two disastrous campaigns in which the Persians overran Syria and captured the strategically important fortress of Dara, uh, this is the point where Justin reportedly like went mad. Like, lost his mind. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, also, he was so proud, and he was also, like, so convinced of himself, his abilities, the abilities of his people, to make every his situation. Like, he had a like, dream, I've damn got it. an empire, and... He wants to make it, he wants to make it big. Yeah. It's, I guess he just, he sounded like one of those people that, like, you know, when it starts, you're so convinced that it's going to go this way that when it starts not to go that way, you're like, huh? Yeah. And it just, it went too to hard. Time you know? to go off And the also, like... Back then, I, a lot of I'm sure they were told like you know you're an emperor because this is your destiny. You are meant to rule a great, yep, a great period. This great. And you know there's all these people around you telling you that, and you know you, and then you're and you believe it, of course. And you and of course you also I think you may have to like I have to feel this way, otherwise exactly. I, I will fail. Yeah. And then it's failing anyway, and then you go you know exactly. And also it's like you know when 
an empire gets thrown over. You know, they don't just well, throw, the, they don't yeah. throw the shitty old, you know, taken over emperor in jail. They fucking kill him. Oh, yeah. So it's Quit. like they're, you get an empire or you get death. Yeah. <laughs> like, go there's go no, home. like, you don't get to just like, <laughs> you oh, gonna be go, the middle. go, go, go to a farm somewhere. If we no. capture you, we can let you go. It's fine. It's part of the game. <laughs> That's just what I'm imagining. Uh, I see. <laughs> Uh, however, and there was a, there's actually like several like details and reports about this specific instance about the silkworms and anybody who did any deep research on this guy knows what I'm talking about, but I didn't really, I'm going to mention this a little bit and talk about it some because of the characters involved and the parts they play later on in this, but I'm not going to go deep into the silkworm thing, but shortly after the smuggling of silkworm eggs into the Byzantine empire from China, because silk is from China. Uh, by the Nestorian Christian monks, the 6th century Byzantine historian uh, Menander Pr- Protector writes of how the uh, Sogdians, or Sogdians attempted to establish a direct trade of Chinese silk with the Byzantine Empire after forming an alliance with the Sassanid ruler uh, Khosro I to defeat the Heftalite Empire? There's so many fucking wow. empires. Wow, yeah. Heftalite. And you always think that they're always, like, one after the other. Oh, you yeah. don't consider, oh, that empire over there during the same period. <laughs> like, fuck, you know, what do you... Like, right? Just... They all spread out. And it's it's with these names. I'll try to make it. Heftalite. Heftalite. Hef- Hef- Heifer Empire. <laughs> it's an empire full of fat women. I'm we're okay so when this podcast takes off we're definitely getting letters about that yes that's for sure uh but they're getting addressed to you so whatever as long as I can out come at me I'm joking am I are you are you though okay uh the Hephthalite Empire Istami uh the Gok Turk ruler of the Western Turkic Kaganate. Kaganate. That is a, a was a pro- <laughs> Not, not, not while I'm struggling. Uh, Kaganate was approached by Sajian merchants requesting permission to seek an audience with the Sassanid king of kings for the privilege of traveling through Persian territories in order to trade with the Byzantines. Okay. Uh, Istami refused the first request, but when he sanctioned the second one and had the Sajin embassy sent to the Sassanid king, uh, the king had the members of the embassy poisoned to death. Damn. So that is so... Wow. Definitely sending a message. That is a... Yeah, that's uh, swift justice right there. Mania, a Sajin diplomat, convinced Istami to send an embassy directly to Constantinople, which arrived in 568 and offered not only silk as a gift to Justin II, but also proposed an alliance against Sassanid Persia, uh, Justin agreed and sent an embassy to the Turkic Kaganate. 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 Sorry. I've told you once. <laughs> Continue. I, as I do not take my eyes off the screen, I'm like, I told you once. Uh, Turkic Kaganate, ensuring the direct silk trade desired by the Sogdians. Sogdians. Whatever that one is. The Soggy jeans. Sorry, last time. I'm soggy jeans. No, whatever. I was at the end, so you're fine there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Personal traits. So, 
Uh, different historians have different ideas on what these people were like, of course. And, you know, this is so far long ago that, of oh, course, yeah. you're going to have differing opinions no matter what you do, exactly. no matter what proof you find, you know. It's going to be conflicting. It's, like, yeah. Complex. I just feel like, yeah. But there's certain accounts that, you know. Oh, yeah. Written accounts, we can I'm read, sure. You know, we can infer from. So, um, the historian uh, Previt Orton describes Justin as, quote, a rigid man dazzled by his predecessor's glories to whom fell the task of guiding an exalted ill-defended empire through a crisis of the first magnitude and a new movement of peoples, unquote. Uh, he continues, in foreign affairs, he took the attitude of the invincible, unbending Roman, and in the disasters which his lack of realism occasioned, his reason ultimately gave way. It was foreign powers which he underrated and hoped to bluff and a lofty inflexibility. For he was well aware of the desperate state of the finances and the army, and of the need to reconcile the monophysites. Monophysites. Uh, monophysites. An enemy. A mononymity. <laughs> yeah. We're we're gonna get sued by Pixar. Duh. Is that even Pixar? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Shout out to there Pixar. I don't know. Please don't take her money. <laughs> so succession and abdication. Uh. The temporary fits of insanity into which Justin Fell warned him into um, name a colleague. Basically, it's like he started going crazy. People started to notice. It got bad. People were like, all right. What was like- and apparently it was intermittent. Like he would have periods where he was better than others. Not like completely okay, but better. And uh, apparently it was getting to a point where it's like, all right, now we're getting worried. Now you need to name someone. This dude crazy, to, yeah. Like, be regent or whatever. Yeah, okay. So, uh so, passing over his own relatives, he raised on the advice of his wife, the Empress Sophia, uh, the general Tiberius, uh, to be Caesar. I guess it's called Caesar. I guess oh. it would be, like, the regent, I Okay. Guess. Uh, Caesar, in December 574, adopting him as his son, which oh. I guess is what oh. is required, but I weird that's yeah that seems I, like, I imagine it i imagine why? tiberius to be like a contemporary of theirs so yeah, it's like exactly okay. <laughs> like we have to adopt you now i mean son. i don't know if i can adopt you as a brother so just okay son you'll my i'm your new dad you may be like around the same age like <laughs> i'm not calling you daddy no. um <laughs> and but basically he adopted tiberius as his son i guess and then he withdrew into retirement he just like ah uh, he know, just like yeah set sailed in the sunset mm -hmm. Got it. and uh but basically and here's a little bit of research i found outside of it uh it was the empress sophia who stepped into breach and she turned for help to the count of the exuberters that word again <laughs> uh tiberius who was a loyal retainer with a military reputation uh which his recent defeat by the evars had not tarnished he was also handsome and affable and though a little too prodigal with money for sophia's liking she th uh she thought that she could dominate him and she probably would have preferred to rule herself but the empire at that time was probably not ready for a sole female yeah re region. oh yeah so they needed a guy um, and, but she was de determined to maintain her own position, though. And as long as Justin was alive, uh, she was still Augusta. You know, the, you know how he was Augusta. Yeah. She was like, I, you know, and the, yeah, the that's terms. a reference. There's so many different terms yeah. for ruler and regent, especially and back Caesar then, and like Augusta. This. And I, I'm like, who the fuck are you? What is your I'm name? I'm so tired of all these labels. Just give me your social. <laughs> all right. 
she refused to let Tiberius bring his wife, Eno, into the palace. You know, just little things yeah. like that. And also, like, she was brought into Constantinople, but there were certain measures taken where she just, like, let. She's like, fuck this. Yeah. And, however, uh, Tiberius, apparently, from my research, never left his wife and was still, like, very devoted to her. But it's wow. like, I also am regent emperor. Exactly. So it's like, I gotta do my I'm shit. Do, yeah, so. But... Yeah, so she, but Sophia was not going to be usurped. She was there to stay. She was there, she was yeah. Closet. She's like, I, I'm here. I want to do this. Uh, you're not getting rid of me. Real Claire Underwood. Did you were saying yeah, this was like House I'm, of Cards? I mean, well, you said that, and I agreed. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, okay, so uh, let me find this. Oh, last page. Oh, thank God. All right. Where are we at? All right, cool. So, according to John of Ephesus, uh, as Justin II slipped into unbridled madness uh, on his final days, he was pulled through the palace on a wheeled throne, or he was carried on a throne. Uh, He would bite attendants and servants in the palace as he passed by or they passed by him. Uh, he reportedly ordered organ music to be played constantly throughout the entire palace, day and night, all the time, uh, to soothe his frenzied mind, as it was. You know? Wow. Rumored that his taste for attendance extended as far as, quote-unquote, devouring a number of them during his reign. Uh, and also the music thing, the organ music thing, that actually reminds me of something you commonly see in horror movies, yeah. where it's like the crazy person that's possessed or whatever, like, oh, the voice is in my head, I need to drown them exactly. out. Like, uh, that, what was that one movie on Netflix where the guy, like, had the guitar and and he did, like, the, he hooked it up to, the, like, this loud amp at, like, 2 a.m. and he, like, does this single string and it's long note. Is that a horror then, movie? Yeah, and then his wife or mom or some woman um, comes in and unplugs it and he's like, oh, it drowns out. And she's like, you're going back to the hospital! Remember? Is, does he have long hair? Long, no, he's like, hair? he was like fat and bald. No, I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah, that's oh, a no, different we're movie. On, we're out of sync right now. We're not in we, sync at all. We're not on the same movie at all. However, I know we both watched that movie because you showed me that movie. Did I really? Yes, you did. Anyway, going off on all kinds of tangents. Oh, but damn. <laughs> I'm stumped you. It's going to kill you. Uh, right. It's going to kill you. You have to know. Oh, Fuck Justin too. Whatever, yeah. Let's figure out the ne- okay. let's figure out this movie uh, so basically he just went really fucking crazy and apparently he even like devolved into cannibalism yeah it turned into a little science yeah. i am and uh, oh clarice <laughs> um damn so how'd he die just natural yeah, causes well, uh the tardy knowledge of his own impotence determined to lay down the weight of the diadem he showed some symptoms of a discerning and even magnanimous spirit when he addressed his assembly this is when he's already gone fucking bananas. Yeah. Uh, this is him. You behold the ensigns of supreme power. You are about to receive them, not from my hand, but from the hand of God. Honor them, and from them you will derive honor. Respect the empress, your mother. You now her son, before you were her servant. Delight not in blood. Abstain from her revenge. Avoid those actions by which I have incurred in public hatred and consult the experience rather than the example of your predecessor as a man i have sinned as a sinner even in this life i have been severely punished but these servants and he pointed to his ministers who have abused my confidence and inflamed my passions will appear 
with me before the tribunal of Christ. I have been dazzled by the splendor of the diadem. By thou wise and modest, remember what you have been, remember what you are. You see around you your, us your slaves and your children. With the authority, assume the tenderness of a parent. Love your people like yourself. Cultivate the affections. Maintain the discipline of the army. Protect the fortunes of the rich. And relieve the necessities of the poor. Oh, damn. Um, in silence and in tears, the assembly applauded the councils and sympathized with the uh, repentance of their prince. Yeah. Tiberius received the diadem on his knees, and Justin, who in his abdication appeared most worthy to reign, only after he abdicated, of course, mm -hmm. uh, addressed the new monarch in the following words. If you consent, I live. If you command, I die. May the God of heaven and the earth infuse into your heart whatever I have neglected or forgotten, unquote. Uh, the four last years of the Emperor Justin II <laughs> were passed in tranquil obscurity, which... Uh, which is good. I mean, yeah. he just laid on... Uh, yeah. his, his conscience was no longer tormented by the remembrance of those duties which he was incapable of discharging, and his choice was justified by the filial reverence and gratitude of Tiberius. Ah, wow. Uh, Sophia and Tiberius uh, ruled together as joint regents for four years while Justin sank into growing insanity. When Justin died in 578, Tiberius succeeded him as Tiberius II of Constantine. And there's like a whole history of him too. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then by the time I was done reading certain details, I was like, oh, maybe he had syphilis. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Like I mean, I wouldn't... That's interesting. You know? And yeah. it like, only took like a certain number of years for him to like... Really? Like, what killed him? Like, he just, oh, he went mad and then died. Just, like, it, he was, it well, how did he die? Like, I mean, people are fucking crazy and just don't just die. Right. Like, clearly, it was a madness that, like, something his brain. His brain. Like, so I'm thinking, like, so you exhibit crazy-ass fucking behavior. And, you know, with syphilis, you know, you sometimes can get a taste for human flesh. Or I think that's syphilis. Or maybe it's some Wait, other. Wait, about the whole thing, like, you can taste human flesh and you have a crazy Or he would, like, it. bite attendants and stuff and servants and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, you can... And I, I think you can actually, like, get a taste for flesh with certain diseases. I, I think... I've heard about that, but I don't know if that's true. I, I, I don't know if that's... I, I know it's true for some things. I don't know if it was with syphilis. I think it is. It would make sense. I yeah. I think maybe he had syphilis. Is syphilis that old? Sure it is. I'm... Yeah. Why not? I, I think syphilis has been around a long time. Yeah. I mean... Maybe Jesus had syphilis. Maybe Jesus was syphilis. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Send those links <laughs> to Jay Parker. Oh, damn it. Jay <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you can be the most offensive today. <laughs> All right, so that was my history. Hey, what do you think Justin of that? Justin 2. It was interesting. Justin 2. Yeah, I'm just kind of shocked that, I mean, I, I thought for a little bit, that there was like the power that led him to crazy like it was the amount of stress but then after you bring up that oh, stuff like it was just kind of like or something like it just kind of broke him you know like yeah. i don't know if that you know if that happens but i can imagine well, someone I after mean, a certain amount of he, stress uh, with a certain amount of guilt you know he fucked a servant girl got syphilis started going crazy and then, yeah no. i feel like it's a lot more <laughs> i don't know i mean but... it could like i feel like that's definitely like plausible but uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I had no idea that was even a thing. It's just I another thing that makes me think that is just if, from doing the research. It seems like he wasn't always crazy. Yeah, he seemed like 
and even it, that monologue it, it came too. up out of uh, nowhere yeah you know and it's, it's like almost seemed like exactly like it was the result of the defeat and the decline of everything and him going mad because of it but it's like i also feel like there had to be something a little bit there more had to, to be it. something else just i don't know yeah no i agree with you there i mean there had to be something else that's what i think yeah I don't oh, know. I think god. you're on something. Oh god, I'm doing the history and the mystery. That's the mystery. Yeah, right. Oh, oh good end night, of folks. episode. Bye. <laughs> no, all right. Uh, so, what is your my your mystery? mystery? Yeah, you is uh yes, it's about people going missing in national I'm parks. Gonna, I guess. Listen. Yeah, kick back, sit next to the fire. Do you want some marshmallows? Fire. Where's the fire? No. <laughs> We're inside. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it's about basically missing people in our national parks and. What right, I think in America or all over the world? America, specifically America. I don't know about. I didn't look about all over the world. I'm sure there's also some strange experiences around the world as well. But I just did my research like based in America, and uh, so a lot of it. I'm not really going to go. I'm just going to go into broad details about different cases and everything from park rangers that I've read about, and then I'm also going to go into uh, like a specific because there's a book about this topic. Actually, there's two of them about all these different like oh, wow. cases and everything. It's called The Missing 411. And it's like it's, and pretty, I assume that's four hundred and eleven. Yeah, people. people. Damn, it, it, it's pretty crazy. Because over what? T- you know what? You're gonna tell me. Just tell me. <laughs> well, Why am I asking questions? So I'm not gonna go too much in the book. I'm just gonna go. I'm um, basically some stories from that book too. I uh, so the my, what I found was so interesting about this was people like got miss were uh, like missing in the strangest ways. Like these. Hikers who like hiked these certain places forever, like have shown up. I mean, have just vanished with, out of thin air. These experienced hikers and their bodies would be like found miles, like twenty miles away from the trail, and their bodies would be intact. And it's the it's the oddest thing. So I kind of started mm-hmm. looking into it, and uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I first start this, I I now know that. Some of these de- disappearances are due to like some logical reasoning. There, there's, I think there's a lot of stories that people are like, oh, these are like strange disappearances. But I feel like a lot of those could be explained like, oh, well, maybe they're oh, inexperienced, yeah, or it was an animal. It could have been all these different things. But so these are a couple of stories that I found that were super interesting. Is that comfortable for you? What you? I'm trying to get comfortable, but don't 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 worry about my comfort. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it didn't look comfortable. If I was there, I'd like, is tell, that comfortable? Tell right. the story. <laughs> are, are you comfortable? You're going to start like, putting legs over your you hands and everything, Listen. and I'm like, are you, are you good? <laughs> Lay on your side, put a pillow between your thighs. <laughs> All right. Get some ice cream. Enjoy. So, there is this one case where uh, a missing, a young missing boy uh, was found 15 miles where he was last seen, and I think it was overnight, which was kind of odd. Uh, yes, that's it. Uh, so he was found dead in basically this high crevice in this hill. Huh. And there's no there. And then when they like observed the body, it was like there was no reasoning. It was just a uh, death of like it was just like coldness and everything. But it was in exposure. This high exposure. That's the word. And it was in this high hill, and it was like, how did he even get there? There's no reason for him to get there. He couldn't have climbed it. Hmm. It was impossible. He was this young He's kid put there. Yeah, but it was like, what animal could have done that? You know, like, what animal could have climbed that and done that? And it was it was the most bizarre case. And then there was another one similar to that. And a lot of these are going to be about hmm. children missing. And I'm going to get to that down the road, too. Because oh, a lot of it's just no, children. and they have their children. Yeah, and I think a lot of 
a lot of the stories I have are pretty much just children. And it's just, and, th- and that's one of the strange phenomena is it's a lot of it's children. And uh, of course, some of it too could be just them wandering off. It could be all these other things, but there's some cases where it's like, what the hell? So uh, I feel like the whole, oh, they wandered off. That's like what they would say about teenage girls in the 60s and 70s. Oh, they ran oh, away. Yeah. Ex- oh, yeah. they ran away. True, so true. they never even looked for them. But uh, so there's another similar story to that young boy. There's another uh, story about how a young Down syndrome girl was found 50 miles from her last known location. Her body was intact and clothes remaining intact. Autopsy said she died of exposure three weeks after going missing. Mm, So she was Down syndrome. What did she do? Leave her alone. Oh, not the not the no. So here's the thing. They're so sweet. Oh yeah. And then here's the thing too. The strange thing is the coroner made the claim that someone's taking care of her during those three weeks because there's no way she would have been able to live out there for three weeks without before dying. Mm. She and then uh, the autopsy came out saying she consumed cooked food and there was no way she would have knowledge of that. Someone cooked her food for her. But who? You know, how did she know all that? And how did she do all this? And how she lived there for three weeks in the woods? And these are like a national, like, I don't know, it's it's eerie, it gives me chills, I don't know, after reading all these, and these are like real stories about how these people go missing, yeah, and it's just like, that's fucking creepy. it's bizarre, there's some bizarre things. I love how you take the show to a very dark place, every time you get mysteries, you take it, you kick it up to ten, and you take it to a dark place, I <laughs> love it. Now, no, meanwhile, my mysteries are always like, oh, was she an Egyptian priestess? We don't know. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, do you want to know how all the missing children are going Jesus missing Christ. in the okay. forest? I'm sorry. But it's one of those things where, in like you know horror movies where you're like, that's like lame. All these clusters of people can't go missing, and without like anyone not really doing anything about it. But it's it's what's happening. It's weird. It's like there's a tendency in our national forest, and uh, yeah. So, there, I'm gonna go through a couple more just real stories, uh, real quick. Uh, there is another story of the screaming going on in this in this national park, like just oh, screaming. Oh no, screaming! I don't like that. That's creepy. Yeah, and it was. Is it at it, night? Of it was course? at night, of course. Yeah, yeah of so course. maybe it was, was there a well in a field? <laughs> no wells, no okay. wells. But so they're probably thinking like maybe it was a mountain lion I mean, or something. You're already setting a movie for me in my head. <laughs> just the screaming at night in the forest. Uh, I know children, it gives me chills. Just, okay, right. no children involved in this one. Uh, it was just the park ranger, and so he got reports that someone was screaming out there, and so he went to the general location, thinking maybe it could have been a mountain lion or something, just to see if everyone's okay. He'd start hearing the screaming too, and he. I remember he was. Yeah, I wasn't like I was there, but I was reading about like how he would look around and he couldn't really make out what was going on, and then he turned around and was like, "I got. I. I. I'm gonna go back. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not dealing with this right now. I'm going back to where like where the workplace is with people." Starts walking and then he hears like like scampering behind him, but also screaming, and it's like coming closer. And he oh, turns yeah. around, and he sees this, like, man in the forest. Like, apparently what? he sees this man in the forest, and he doesn't really describe it because he can't really make him out. So it's like the silhouette it's just of a man? It's dark, yeah. No! It's this dark thing, and he's, he's standing at there. at this point, right? No, he, like, he's, he, and he tries to make contact with the man, like, hey, is everything okay? And no! The man's just no, you standing don't ask there. questions. You, I know. You, 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 he's clearly standing. He's not on the ground. He's fine. You, you all right, He's standing night. in the dark? Oh, and you're I'm, good. I'm, I'm uh, all right, bye. bye. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jesus. No, no, he was like trying to do his job, and I was like, "Am I really okay?" And the dude just d- just stood there, and he didn't of say anything did. in the dark. Oh god! And then he that the part I'm like looking behind I know. me right now. I'm literally looking. Dude, me right when now, I, when I, I was researching it, it, it literally gives me chills. And so he basically was like, "All right," and then he was about to like he was about to approach the man, 
No! The park what? was closed, too, no. and everything. He's like, I don't know what you're doing here. Oh, and the man, well, what, what the park ranger described, took a gigantic step forward and started charging and screaming, and the park <gasps> ranger ran. No! He oh, good. So he turned oh, and ran. No, and of then, course! Oh, my God! He, like, looked back, and the man scurried back into the forest. Oh, and thank God. At least it wasn't scurrying toward him. Grown, large men should not be scurrying. In forest at nighttime, right? At I all. agree. Yes, no. I agree, but this man was scurrying. No, no scurrying. If you, if you are a large man and you scurry, in the you forest, are a person go fuck of interest in my book. And I mean that in a bad way. I do not trust you. <laughs> I do not trust you. Oh uh, my god, that's so creepy. Oh yeah, that was, and then this is another one that was really kind of bizarre for me. Uh, there was a family who went to, for a picnic in the, the national forest. It didn't really like it wasn't, it wasn't really specific about which one, which I was I kind mean, of can't curious you just about. Go to the dog park to have a picnic. I know, Do you right? Have to go this seems so extra. The... Like, so this family had two boys. Uh, th- that day, one of the boys went missing. Hey, you want to have a? You know where I want to go have a picnic, sweetheart? Inside, where we could possibly run into the hillside strangler. <laughs> I want to be in the middle of nowhere, so no one can hear our screams. But so basically, uh, one of the boys went missing. They never found him. Uh, so wait, I, how many of them were there? There were two. There were two boys. Two boys. Okay. One little boy went missing on that day of the picnic. Never found him. I, I'm sorry. How old were they? Uh, I didn't get. They were. They were like, I assume eight or nine, because they said that they didn't have a lot much experience or life experience, and they're younger. So I assume it's like under ten. And so, uh, basically, I mean, you're 22 and you don't have a lot of life experience. That's so. oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, life experience when it comes to like, uh. Like camping and stuff like that, I guess. And oh, I gotcha, don't have either, gotcha. but he's not experienced because they just went out for a picnic. Yeah. So, so you're nine. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm an equivalent of a nine-year-old with my camping knowledge. Uh, <laughs> so the family goes back to the site on a memorial where the son dies, only to have the second son go missing as well. Uh. And the kid was found alive two weeks uh, later. 15 or so miles from the area when he went missing. Wait, they found him alive? Alive. Wait, and he survived? He survived. What, uh, so, okay, so did he say anything? Like, yeah. He say? <gasps> and what he said oh was my God. bizarre. He said bizarre. he kept saying a, uh, a kid claimed that there was someone taking care of him, referring to the man as the furry man. The furry man? Yeah. And so people Wait are like... Wait a minute, no, but uh, no, I don't go to, like, Chewbacca or anything. No. What the fuck is that real life? Not real life, still fantasy, but, like, barefoot. Barefoot, Bigfoot, big yeah, no, he was at Sasquatch. but no, but they also talked about that. They're like, well, you see this like big ape man? He's like, no, I can't. The kid couldn't like he like I, I assume fur. like yeah, I think, I, like, I think a it was feral that man that like wore fur or something. Yeah, but he also yeah, said yeah. like it was bl- he was blurry. That's what the but the kid was, he was blurry. That makes me think of VHS. That's so right, creepy. right. And but I just think it was maybe the kid maybe hallucinating or something and not really seeing straight. Maybe just like oh, God. but this dude was apparently taking care of him. He would like put him in like this tree for warmth at night to help him sleep. And the kid he would said, put him in a tree for warmth. Like it was like a concave tree, I guess. Oh, and he okay. would like, yeah, put the in like put Got, the kid like in a there. hollowed out tree. Yeah, okay. and he would like. Feed him. I'm I'm literally thinking like a little boy amongst the leaves, sitting in a branch. Just, yeah. Okay. Well. Good night. Uh, <laughs> don't don't lean forward too much. You're right? fall. You're gonna and, be like, great, sweetie. You're gonna be warm <laughs> up there in the air. <laughs> Just it's fine. You'll do great. But I uh, took really good care of him. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, he said that he fed him berries. He said that whenever it was scared at night, the fed guy would make berries. light. Like, would make light form and everything. That's the word he used. And then, the, but he said the most interesting thing. And the kid was all like, it's weird, but he had no eyes. He kept saying that. He kept, he like. He had no eyes. Like, he had no eyes. He kept saying, the kids kept saying, like, yeah, it was a, like a furry man with no eyes. 
but and then like whenever he said that kid wouldn't like uh, would like leave the camp or wherever they were located he would get really really mad at him and then he and then he would also make claims that the kid's not the one for him or something some weird shit and then he and that's up, how come he lived yeah oh my god and so basically never the fuzzy man was never found what the fuck is this fuzzy man i don't know there's i mean i can go on and on there's so many stories of all these different things about there's also adults who have experiences where they they're going to the forest and they also have experiences where they see people or people attack them with no eyes someone attacks them and they have no eyes and there was one story of another park ranger was helping this woman out of the forest they found her that night where she was missing and she was so terrified she could barely talk she was and then she did she probably they thought it was from shock that she was saying all this stuff like this man with like no eyes and everything and they were like going back to civilization i guess and she kept looking behind kept looking behind them and everything as they're walking and she was just like uh the 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 guy the guy in black he 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 doesn't like your uh he doesn't like your scar on the back of your neck or anything and he's the guy was like it's complete dark like how does she even know that there's a scar like she could have seen it or something but she said the guy said that that was really eerie to him and she was like because it was covered up too he said the collar was covering up the scar on the back of his Mm -hmm. neck so he's like how could anyone have seen that and then pitch black of nighttime, there's only a flashlight, you know? So, and it's just, like, stuff like that, and it's odd. But uh, basically, kind of what I want to finish up with is the dude who kind of did the research about this stuff. It's mm-hmm. about, his name is David Politis, I guess, and uh, he's an ex-cop who, like, started, like, realizing a lot of people were going missing in the National Forest. Mm-hmm. So basically, he kind of dedicated his, like, research to all this, and so he, like, uh he researched missing four like missing four hundred people, and he says, "I wanted you to tell me some dramatic story like no. his wife was killed by oh, that, no. and he's forever he's sought just... revenge for the past seventeen years." <laughs> From the furry man, the, that's your movie, yeah, right, right, right. that's your movie. <laughs> but uh, he said he basically found clusters. Like if you like look at all the people and how they go missing, there's like the clusters in certain national parks where like thirty yeah, plus people go missing. Yeah, and this isn't in one national area. No, it's this all is, like, over, all the, over the, the country. See, that seems what's really and it's in weird these small and places. Yes, because it's like you know, because certain regions of America, like you have different folklore for different regions of different oh, countries. Yeah. Like it's just how culture works. I agree. And so it's like, oh, you heard of the New Jersey devil, devil or yeah. whatever, yeah. But and you know, but that's like, and that's in the woods in the forest. But it's not any woods. It's it's that you know. Oh yeah. But this is everywhere. That's like it, creepy. Uh, yeah. You know what? It kind of reminds me. Of? It kind of reminds me of the premise of Sinister a little bit. Except yeah. in houses, it's in, it's in national woods. parks. Yeah. And it's like, and thirty plus people, and every in these little parts, and then all these like central locations, and it's the most like you see the map, and it's just like, oh my god, what the hell? Like it's it's scary. It makes you not want to go any like national park because every just like, it's like a five point star. Yeah, <laughs> I would instantly like fuck <laughs> no, map. I'm staying inside for now forever. Like I'm not going outside. But so he basically discovered all these clusters and everything, and it was interesting. What I thought was an Oregon news station because I was I was googling this like pretty much before, like I was just catching up on like some details and everything. So I found this like news article or news segment, I guess, of like Oregon. It was recent. I think it was like uh, September seventeenth and September twenty eighth today. Uh, Oregon, that's like right next door. Yeah, exactly. 
uh, Oregon News Station did, did a story about how 40 children have gone missing in the Crater Lake area. 40 area. children? Yeah. Over the course of how long? I assume a year, in the past year. Jesus Christ, one year? That is a I, lot. That's a lot of children. And that's why oh I was like, God. it was a new segment and everything. And that's when they did the segment of David Politis and everything. And Jesus Christ. And okay, so, go on, sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. I was pretty much finishing it up as is. And it was just like, and it was like the news station, they didn't... They didn't say like it was forty, but they said forty children, and they did the news thing recently. So I assume it's in this is is in the span of a very short time. So I, I want to say either one year, or two years, but they wouldn't be saying that if it wasn't like all at once, you know. Yeah. If it wasn't this cluster of things, and it was like, and even David Politis was saying like it's weird, like children do have a tendency, like have a higher tendency to go missing in these national forests than adults do. So it's like, yeah, of course, like children do have a tendency to wander off, but in this high volume. And this often, and why is it always national forests and yes, not exactly anything? It's I mean, eerie. It's so eerie, and it's like because it also seems like national forests. I mean, because serial ki- other serial killers like like the hillside strangler oh, yeah. and strangler and others. You know, it's a perfect place because it's like it's like uh, one of the few places in this country that's like truly remote. Oh yeah, and you and you go to not the... as surveil, but I mean, like even today, like if you truly wanted to comb a national park, you could. Oh yeah. Like, how do they have they not found? And how is this happening all over? And my thing is too, so they, they, they do expansive like they do expansive searches on these children. They they, they do these wide searches, and, this is all, this is and they don't find them. In one state, Oregon, uh, Oregon one in area, Crater Lake, in Crater Lake. So, and they haven't come, or they have come. Crater they, Lake. Like they, they, they do and searches they, when these they children go missing, children? and it's like sometimes uh, because here's the thing: it's like at, at, with with numbers like that, not four children, but forty. With numbers like that, when you comb Crater Lake, you're gonna find something. something. And then that's whether the it's bodies, funny clothing, thing is too, like sometimes. Something. Sometimes they do find bodies and everything, but other times too, they don't find any sort of bodies. They they go missing without a trace almost. Okay, but my okay, so all forty, none of they're all still missing. Nothing's been found. Uh, all forty, for my understanding, yes. Oh my god, and I, they've that, already that's for done my the coming of Crater Lake. And I, yeah, when all these kids when oh these kids go missing, they, okay, they so what them. the fuck? I like, don't know. My thing is, is like if bodies do start popping up. Either and sometimes that's the case, like it's and it, it, it's like bodies that they show up, and this isn't just Oregon, but it's like there's been times where a body they'll go missing for like almost years, and then they'll they'll basically search every aspect of it, and the body will show up right pretty much where it was like where where they, they thought it would be where it, thought it would see be. that's creepy to me. I understand if like people disappear at Crater Lake, yeah. and then they never show up because they were taken elsewhere and murdered or whatever. But my thing is like and years can go by, and but the bodies like, will pop up. If if you do a thorough search, there's no body, and then you come. That's happened so often. You come yeah. across a body ten years later where there was not a body ten years ago, even though that person went missing. Did they murder them and then bring them back to where they exactly. abducted them? Like that seems why such would a you waste. do that? Yeah, right. Why would you waste the but time? That that is that that has been like a. Or is that too. a way to help keep the case cold? Because I don't know why don't... you would want to reopen it too. I don't know why you would do that to keep it reopen. Like I feel like that would reopen the case. I yeah. Well, I don't know how it would work in keeping it cold either. I just it's just something I threw out. I don't know. That's but, weird. Yeah, it's odd. That's and really don't because it was it was it was like you could tell it was a news segment from like a legitimate news station, but you could tell it was a smaller like news station. So I don't like I don't know where their facts were, but I did watch like it was on YouTube and everything. You can look it up. Oregon, it was like, Fox, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. But no, it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, it was just a you know regular news station, probably from like a city somewhere in Oregon and everything. And they went over it, and I thought that was the coolest. I mean, it not it's terrible, but it's like interesting because it's like how the fuck is this going on, you know? 
And why yeah. is it not? And then, and how is this not creating more of an uproar? I mean, forty children going missing it, in right? the course of one or two years at most in a single area. I mean, that yeah. would make, get that national would, attention. I feel like that I would, would imagine. But like, it's the thing too is like there was also like a a thing of like missing children in DC. It was like missing like I mean, this is not enforced or anything. But my thing is like. It was, uh, like, missing women. It was, like, for obvious sex trafficking. It was, like, women of color and everything. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. never, like, news news didn't really cover it. And it's just, like, it's kind of crazy, like, what the news decides to cover, you know? It's, like, we have all these, like, outbreaks of children going missing in certain a- areas, but we don't really so... talk about it. Or we have, like, the, this thing at Scandal in Washington where all these girls are going missing, but we don't talk about it. It's just kind of, like, it's kind of bizarre. So you're saying that all these sex workers of color are going missing at Crater Lake? No. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm just... That are making parallels. Children, that are also children. That's exactly what I mean. Okay, that's, well, that's my. St- that's it's my. Still, it doesn't make it any less terrible, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is my. They're still people. That is my mystery. That is a mystery. That's creepy too. That's that's. There's some creepy. really weird stories out there, dude. Like, well, that's a good one. You and then there's a also one. a document. There's also a documentary that we should watch <gasps> about that. The missing four eleven. Yeah really yeah oh my goodness can we yeah after the the show after the show i think we should my goodness okay awesome yeah well uh any closing don't go to national parks especially if you're a child listening what are you doing where's your parents what are you doing there by yourself yeah if you're going to a national park by yourself and you're a child and you're like a toddler we've got other questions before telling you not to do that (laughs) um all right well awesome that was cool. That yeah, was, good episode, I think. Yeah. Learned a lot. All right. Well, uh, this has been another awesomely informative yeah. and in mysteriously intriguing episode of uh, Historical, Historical Mysterious. Mysterious. With Ian and Jay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>